Goneril and Regan were fairly poor. Also, the directing was poor and the set design was poor. Were they um, celebrities? They I were, They could have they? been in the UK. I don't actually oh. know the answer to that question. Oh, okay. um, but then Pedro Pascal was Edmund, uh, Prince of Dorne. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and he's been in like the Kingsman and he's been in Narcos mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So he's like, he's good. Yeah. He is a good actor. This either, you know, maybe Sam Gold directed him or did not direct him well, but he was bad. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a poor Edmund, you know, it was not good. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's a good actor, but this could have gone to somebody who would have been a good Edmund, you know, I and have to, I wanted to make a joke because, but I don't remember King Lear well enough because isn't there a poor, poor Edgar doesn't or poor, poor Edgar, Edgar has a poor, poor Tom. Tom. Yeah, oh, man. no, it's okay. You know, Edgar, I nothing am. No, it's okay. You're mm. bad at it. But see, Thanks. I wouldn't put you in a position where you felt like you had to make that joke. This is the this is the position that Pedro Pascal was placed in, mm. um, which mm. I think we could all agree would be unfair to you and is indeed unfair to him for months on end. Mm. Um, sure, you know, we, I'm all about fairness um now the thing that i do want to get rid of because this was heinous and you will agree that this is heinous i so on saturday this giant party that i was at the disposables they were all everything was disposable um the disposables were dishwasher safe yes as in not biodegradable at all, but can withstand even high away. heat. And these are just being thrown away, thrown in the garbage. These weren't glass. These weren't like uh, high plastic. This was dishwasher safe disposables. This is just going into a landfill. Why? This should be corn plastic. This should not be occurring. I was livid. I immediately texted Chrissy. And I was like, our hey, friend. our good friend. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, uh, you want to be? I, that's right exactly now. what I said. I was like, you want to be upset? And then it's like, usually the answers to that is yes. You know, right. I, I am not upset enough. Right. I find life. that my blood is often too cool. Mm. And any excuse to get it heated up get a little boiling. bit, yeah. I, I take it. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I, you know, and Chrissy, being a close friend, I knew that she operates uh, in much the same way. So <laughs> I wanted to offer her that respite that from her general cool, mm. you know. It's very kind of you, but yeah. a good friend you are. Right. Indignation um, is so great when it's righteous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is, yes, we have to get rid of that because that is horrible. That was just, that's, that's just, just fucking heinous. That's it's horrible. 2019. That yeah. uh, The fact that this, that happened it's after like crazy. 1971, not even attempting to make it a thing, um, uh, a callback to the, yep, yeah, not even attempting to do that. Um, is just heinous. heinous. We should, that, or, you know, actually, it sounds very Reagan era to Ooh. be like, no more corn plastic, only non-biodegradable <laughs> yeah, right. disposables. Right. Let's and, take those solar yeah. panels off the let's White take, House. Yeah, let's remove miles per out gas gas per miles per gallon let's requirements. Let's lower that shit down to eight. <laughs> Politics. Ooh. Ooh. Spicy. <sighs> History. Let's do. So, uh... Great. Are we ready to We're do ready this to do a special new special episode? This is Should We Keep This, the cultural review podcast you know and love that looks back over the past 50 years of film, music, television, challenging your nostalgia to get at the question, should, should we, we take keep a breath this? in a long sentence? 
The answer no. is no. No, the answer is no. Good I, job, Stephen. I don't. We we talked about this. Although I'm not going to pump it full of ums and likes. Keep going, keep going. You know, keep going. I'm you not going to pump it full left. of ums, ums and likes. My name is Stephen Moskis. Mm. Your I'm name Gina is Gina Stevenson. Stevenson. And today mm-hmm. that we are talking about not a particular year, Ooh. we're actually talking about the decade in review. We are gonna. <laughs> Good job. He literally, I'm impressed. That was well done. Okay. Oh, take a all deep right. breath now. Now I feel like we played that bit all the way to the yeah, end and I don't need to do it anymore. We're gone. We're done. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, we finished the 1970s. And so before we move on to the 80s, we were like, let's do something special about the yeah. 70s. You know, let's see just how much we were able to learn. Because we, we noticed, obviously, media is teaching us about ourselves Mm. it's teaching us about ourselves it's teaching us about what's going on culturally and historically Mm. and so we're very curious to see just how much we were able to learn right um and also what do you want do you want to go bit by bit explaining our our thought process Uh, here or do we want to just give a little gisty gist of the whole thing thing. yeah yes you know take up the take up the middle period take up red and uh, speak now. This is what? Taylor Swift's middle period. So I am oh comparing I... the middle period of this podcast okay, so to the middle anyways, period of Taylor So anyway, so what Swift's, Stephen was just uh, saying before career, this moment that um, will definitely Julie be gone. Julie loves Taylor Swift. Is, and we're like starting her. with some 1970s trivia questions that we have pre- prepared for each other. We don't know the answers oh, to what we, we don't know the well, questions. We may know the Hopefully, answers. we know the answers based on the movies we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what the other people, what the other person has prepared. So that's part one. Part two um, is we each have prepared three pitches for how we would better do some of the media that we have covered uh, of the decade of the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna be pitching it at each other, and then part three, Stephen. Oh, we're looking to the future. Oh, and we're gonna. Play some sweet, sweet bets on how we think the next decade is going to perform. Will it do better than the 70s? We don't know. Do not know. But by God, we're going to find out. We're going to make some uninformed opinions about it. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) If there's anything we need now, it's uninformed opinions. Mm -hmm. But we're going to do it. And guess what? But one of us is going to win. Yeah. One of us is going to lose. Ooh. And by the end of the 80s, we'll have that answer. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Mm, what, Stephen? It, it, there will be a time to pay the piper. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to yeah. come up with a very yeah. clever, should we keep this type of way for to the pay, loser to, to pay, pay for losing the bet. Right. Anyways. Because we don't tolerate losers on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah. Ouch. Um, well, speaking well, of that, don't, don't assume let's it's going to be you. into some <laughs> trivia questions where we're probably going to get them wrong. <laughs> All right. You ready? You so, ready yeah, kicking off um, I'm kicking it off. So we went year by year. We each prepared mm. one to three trivia questions for the other person. So starting yeah. with the year 1970, Stephen, oh, yeah. in 1970, mm. California was the first state to pass this law that we've discussed on this very podcast. What is the law? Uh, oh, my God. Take a guess. <laughs> this is happening. What? We've discussed it. Do you want a slight hint of when we discussed I it? I would like maybe some uh, some We've context, very recently. Context. Oh, that's... Ch- well, okay. This will Phil, give you too context. big of a okay, hint. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Do you, or you can just remind me what movies came out that year. Well, it, 19, it wasn't about the movies of the year of 1970. I'm okay. just saying we've discussed it. Okay, I'll tell you the movie we discussed it on most recently. Uh, it was the last episode of this, Kramer vs. Kramer. We did mention this. Law. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, are you talking about no-fault divorces? I am. Ding, oh, ding, 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 hell ding, ding, ding. yeah. Oh, we should have a sound for like, you got it right. 
right. You got it wrong. Um, okay. All so right. You All right. Think about that. All right. Anyways, I'll think about that. Um, correct. The no-fault divorce law in 1970 passed in California, which was the first mm-hmm. state to pass it. By now, can I just say, okay, I have a couple fun facts about my trivia questions as well. Um, fun fact number one, we don't need, don't worry. They're just, it's crazy. Um, if you did not prepare fun facts, it's okay, Stephen, because I didn't tell you I was going to do this. No, I just didn't. was fascinated by some of these questions. Yeah. Just really fast. I'll give you one, the most fun fact. Um, obviously, at this point today, every state in the U.S. permits no-fault divorce, um, but New York was the last state to pass a no-fault divorce law. And do you know when they did that? 2010. What? Yeah. Isn't Wait, you crazy? had to have a, a fault divorce Apparently, in New York State? until twenty. New York City had to be operating differently sure, than Probably, that. probably. Yeah. But it was the last state to do it. And it was 2010. Isn't that crazy? You know what? You know what's interesting to me about that is that it probably has a lot to do with the financial crisis. Mm. Um, I, I knew mm. somebody who, um, so my personal finance professor in undergrad, he literally, he was like, working for Bear Stearns. He like had a company, sold it to Bear Stearns, and then Bear Stearns went out of business. He became a financial consultant to newly uh like divorced like former wives of of finance people who either committed suicide or just were now broke. And basically the 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 sudden loss of all those funds basically caused like a reevaluation and like whether mm. or not those women were sort of experiencing what they wanted to be experiencing um, or whether or not either a, they felt trapped financially or B they were sort of lured by the idea of like a rich New York finance person Hmm. um, that they now are disillusioned with. Um, So I wonder if it has to do with the, the financial. Yeah. That's a really um, solid informed. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, I have one more question for 1970. You ready? Guafret. Okay, Guafret. In 1970, one famous rock band split up and two famous rock stars OD'd. Who were any of these people? The Beatles, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix. Yes, well done. done. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. Nice, yep. The Beatles announced they were splitting up. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, both OD'd at the age of 27. Well done. Yep. You knew that really quickly. I sure did. Cool. Um, I will. I have some fun facts, but I won't. Can I just say one fun fact? This is just personal. It is crazy. So uh, throughout, you know, as long as I've been an adult, I've heard the thing of you know all these famous twenty seven club. Yeah, the twenty seven club. And I'm I'm twenty nine now, and suddenly it dawned on me when I was writing this down. I was like, Jimi Hendrix, Janet, like these people were two years younger than me when they died, which means they were star. They were yeah, so Yeah, that they had famous. accomplished what that they had accomplished. So, yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, the music industry, it's interesting that we, we've talked about music some, and I think it becomes a bigger problem than the people that we've talked about thus far, because a lot of the people that we've talked about thus far have been a little bit older. But the music industry seems to value youth in a way that, uh, with the exception of country music, that other media doesn't and we obviously there's a big problem of like older roles in film and television but you could but in a way there's also a dearth of actors so like if you wanted to get into the industry at age 60 you would have an easier time doing that in the acting industry Mm -hmm. than you would in the music industry that is for sure that's for sure yeah fascinating all right. Are right, you ready? Yeah, 1971. 1971. Ooh, the year that gave us Fiddler on the Roof and the French Connection. Yes. Now, I didn't do that. Fiddler on the Roof. 
takes place in the Pale of Settlements in eastern Eastern Russia. And uh, the character Avram keeps the town up to date on local news, running his bookshop and publishing the newspaper. Now, knowing this, what landmark news story hits the New York Times on June 13th, 1971? <laughs> That was a really nice lead up, Stephen, I just have to, to say. Um, really well done. W- June 13th, 1971, a mm-hmm. news story. Um, Major news story and in the year. Uh, we actually saw a movie together relating to this very story. What? Not part of this podcast, though. Not saying. part of this podcast. Because we actually never story. watched any of these movies together. That's true. It's lonely. So. Um, well, for uh, me, you have a partner. Okay, well, sorry. Um, it wasn't Watergate. Uh, nope. Because I know, uh, it, uh, oh, God. Um, was it, oh, was it like the bombing of Cambodia or something, right? Uh, something with the Vietnam War? Oh, was it the post? It was the stuff that happened in the post? What happened we in the post? That- um, what they, is it? Oh, the, what's it called? It like a, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? I'll give you a hint. It's alliterative. What's it called? The something what? It's alliterative. Uh, yeah, no, I know what that means, but that's not helping right now. It should. Uh, it was the Three, something file. Two, no, the, no, I don't know. Like the file. The, but it was something about how it was, there was a cover up uh, from Vietnam War. All right. Just yeah. It's I get the, half the Pentagon points. Papers. Pent- okay, the, f- um, the f- Fleur for five. Yeah, oh, we should mark Pentagon whether papers. or not people uh, get these correct. Okay. I mean, like <laughs> no, I think right, that's important. Right. So you're I'll right. highlight okay, so I'll say... the word papers because you got that half correct. Yes. Uh, after a pretty serious hint. <laughs> now I got the uh, idea of the whole thing though. I just didn't get the did name get of the it. You did get the idea of the whole thing. Were it not for my clue about the movies, you would have. Well, same with a no fault divorce law, Stephen. But at least we talked about Kramer versus Kramer on the podcast. Now. Exactly. Fr- so okay, I'm sorry. I give you so the half. It was half. harder for I give me you the because half. we didn't talk about that one on the podcast. Fair. I get the whole thing now. Now I'm indignant. Righteous indignation. We talked about that. Okay, continue. Fine. Half point. Don't worry. I'll win later. All right. Let's see. The French Connection depicts rough New York cops who stop at nothing to get the guy who, in this, in the case of the French Connection, comes from Marseille. The main culprit of the film is never found. Now another major criminal was sentenced to death this year, despite it being commuted to life in prison only a year later. You and these, you, I feel like you're trying to trick me by talking about the movies first, even though it's a good idea. Was it the Son of Sam guy? No. Damn it. Uh, wait, say the last part of the question. That's the actual part of the question only. Again? Another major criminal was sentenced to death this year, despite, being, despite it being commuted to life in prison only a year later. I can give you one hint. Yes, please. The reason that it was commuted to life in prison was because California got rid of the death penalty. And then, however, uh, reinstated the death penalty, but because of basically the way our justice system works, uh, it, his sentence could not be recommuted mm. to death. Was it like Charles Manson? It was indeed. Oh, yeah. yeah. I said like. Damn, see, that's an you example of saying that. like when yeah. I knew that I had an answer. And it was yeah. the right answer. Ding, 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 ding. Do I get half a point because no, it's my second guess? I mean, I'll give you the, what do you want? What do you want? Do you want I want the point. Duh. Okay. Well, I also want it to be fair. And I mean, wh- what do you think is fair? I mean, do you think you did it well enough? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you think you did a good job? That's, I guess um, I'll give it. Give it to me. Yeah. I so, just uh, don't give it to me. I earned it. I don't give you a, a big old lead up. So uh, here, maybe I will. <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof takes place in Russia. You're doing three? Okay. French Connection takes place in New York, but 
has scenes that take place in France. The U.S. opened up trade with this previously embargoed country in the year 1971. There's no really good lead up to that. (laughs) But I solid A for effort. Um, The U.S. So the U.S. US opened up trade with this previously embargoed country. (sighs) Okay. Um. (laughs) Hmm. All right. Can you give me a hint? Uh, Yes. Like a continent. Um, Yes. I'll give you a hint. Um. Due to a leaked cassette tape, John Denver was the first Western artist to become popular in this country. And when he went there to perform, expecting to be a nobody, he was mobbed by fans. Great. I know nothing about... Take me home. Okay, I know that song. I'm some... No. Almost. I'm going to go with... Somewhere in, let's go with uh, Iran? No idea. No. Great. China. Great. Okay. All right. 1972, baby. All right. Well, now I want to make mine harder. Well, too late. My first one is really easy. Hit me. Okay. So this only counts for half if you get it right because it's really easy. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I don't have a lead up, but the movies of this year were... I don't even remember. It was the sting. It was the sting. Okay. So just have that in your mind. Or was it the Godfather? This. No, it was the Godfather because I'm the sting is in my notes. So in 1973 <laughs> right. was the sting and the Godfather. I have my other notes open so I can tell you. And then we did... 1972. Mm, we did the, oh no, All in the Family. 1972, The Godfather and All in the Family. Yes. Sick. <clears throat> Sick. Okay. Well, All in the Family, um, whatever his name was. Archie the, Bunker. Archie Bunker probably voted in the election of 1972 um winning 49 states in the electoral college which is a lot uh who won the presidential election of 1972 in a landslide victory richard nixon and spiro agnew yeah okay easy question ding 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 i I brought that i used that question because it's just crazy because the watergate scandal had already broken at that point but richard nixon denied that he had any part in it Mm. and he won such a crazy landslide it's Which crazy. Is also so such bullshit because it's like you won this like landslide victory and yet you were impeached covering yeah, two, up right. something that was like a totally unnecessary scandal right because you because you were gonna win this landslide like, victory you're gonna win um also fun fact of this year this was the first election when with the voting age was 18 instead of 21 they had just lowered it in the year 1970 Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It'd be interesting to know how that may have affected things. Don't know if they did, but yeah, um, just if interesting. There's anything that, yeah. You, if anyone's gonna love a law and order president, it's eighteen to twenty-one year olds. <laughs> um, okay, next. Wait, <laughs> next question. Um, okay, The Godfather. I can't think don't of a thing. It. Okay, just, so what proposed constitutional amendment passed in the Senate this year after already passing in the House of Representatives? but never became law. The Equal Rights Amendment. God damn it, Stephen. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, it did, which was, right. Uh, it's just great it, that it's never become law. Um, even though, and so the idea of, you know, that uh, equal rights would be guaranteed for all citizens, regardless of sex. Um, and then it just didn't happen, mostly because this, conservative woman who mobilized conservative women to oppose it and yeah. then boom here my we are my great grandmother was a, died. was a fervent mm. anti-feminist wow 
Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. I'm so interested in women who are anti-feminists, like as a thing to understand. It's right. Like, what is what is the logic uh, mm-hmm. in you? Right. Sort of denying equal humanity. Right. Um, but I, my, I still know friends of my mom, female friends of my mom, who didn't want to vote for Hillary because the presidency was a man's job. And wow. it's like, what the fuck? Wow. That's yeah. wild. Uh, okay. Your turn, 1973. Oh, wow. Bring it on. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Actually, uh, I just have two questions for everything, it turns out. so It's okay. I have three. Uh, um, now, great. So it'll be harder for me. Okay, go. Will it go round in circles? It'll be easier for you to get a higher we'll point see. value. Um, will it go round in circles? Was Billy Preston's attempt to break the traditional pop formula for song structure. Now, this landmark Supreme Court decision also broke with traditional structure in state-level policies. Uh, so you're saying... What uh, landmark what, uh, Supreme so, Court decision occurred uh-huh. in 1973. That broke... Uh, it, that was uh, in direct contrast to many state-level policies. Hmm. Can't give you any hands. That's nice of you. Cool. Um, uh, with state-level policies. Is it something about the... Oh, I'm trying to remember if there was like a... Wait, you said it's a Supreme Court. Okay. Supreme Court decision. A landmark Supreme oh, Court decision. God. Um is it something to do with the draft? No. Okay. Great. Okay. You want a hint? Yeah. Think of one Supreme Court decision. Um, okay. What's the first one that you think of? Brown versus Board of Education. Interesting. But it's no. the first one that I think no. of. Go to um, the second. Is it Plessy versus Ferguson? Yeah, yeah, it is. Sorry. And I know the third is Marbury versus Madison, but the fourth okay. is. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, it's careful. The, it's the fourth one in my mind. I came back. Okay. I went away right. to laugh right. so it wouldn't be too loud. All right. uh, so you're saying the fourth most notable Supreme Court case in my brain. I'm saying it's a I'm sure it is. Stephen, the point is that I don't actually know stuff about the 70s. Okay, don't right. make me feel all bad right. about all it. All right. Well, then you have three seconds um, to guess. Oh, great. Cool. You're so nice. Um, I don't know. You're What? What is it? Roe v. Wade. Oh, that's an important one. Damn it. I'm very yeah. embarrassed. Cool. I'm surprised that it was. Yeah. Yeah. You could no. have given a hint about the sh- the podcast. God, we talk about Roe v. Wade. We've talked about oh, abortion. That's true. That we could. That would have been vague enough because I was like, if I say anything about like it's controversial I mean, with all the like heartbeat bills that are passing, it's been like very. I was like, I can't think of a single hint that wouldn't be basically telling you exactly what it is. Well, um, now the sting is about a con man that was going out of style, dying away. Perhaps they would have survived if they had stuck around long enough to see the ratification of this act. What? <laughs> so wait, a con man? The Sting is about a kind of you... con man, a breed that was going out of style, dying away. Perhaps they would have survived if they had stuck around long enough to see the ratification of this act. Perhaps they would have stayed around. For Okay, so you're saying a type. Of... Yours are also like word puzzles, so mm-hmm. double annoyance. They're well-crafted uh, is what you're saying. Uh, uh, mm, sure. Sure. I mean, sure. So wow. you're saying... a type of con man this benefited this type of con man this was a bill is that what you said it was an act that was passed um and nationally uh yes it was a national congressional act that was passed um and maybe this uh dying breed of con men 
would have been able to uh, survive had it been protected okay. under this, this act. act. Um, something to do with gambling? No. Or, or horse racing? My hint is that you're thinking, thinking about, about the, sting the too wrong much? part oh. of my question. Well, it has many parts, so mm-hmm. it is that I'd say is understandable. Has two parts. Um, so don't think about the sting part. Is what you're I'm saying? I'm going to ask the question again, and I want you to think oh about God. the other part. The sting is about the kind of con man that was going out of style, dying away. Perhaps they would have survived long enough had they stuck around to see the ratification of this act. Survived long enough. So something about. No, not the death penalty. I don't know, Stephen. You're confusing. The What's Endangered the Species Act. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is not fair. That was such a stupid way around that question. Ugh. All right. Now. Um, you have more? S- yeah, I just have one more. Wasn't this okay. three already? No, my God, was just two. The um, uh, you're probably confused because <laughs> you didn't get either one of them. Um, now, in December of this year, this quote-unquote condition was removed from the DSM by the American Psychological Association. This, The condition, you said? Yes, this quote-unquote condition. It was very difficult to phrase that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, of the you, question. With the movie thing? Oh, sure. No, okay. no. It's oh, just okay. that literally, like, like, it's because it was removed from the DSM by the APA. Like, they're acknowledging that it oh. is not a psychological yeah, yeah, yeah. condition. Um, it has come up in a number of movies, this quote-unquote condition. condition. Um, may I ask questions to get to it? Like what Does movies? Does it have to do... No. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, mm, let me see... Definitely uh, Star Wars. No, um, I'd say most predominantly Midnight Cowboy. Ah, homosexuality. Indeed. Mm. Indeed. Thank you for the hint. That You're helped. You're welcome. You're welcome. It was fair. It's you seem very sense. disappointed that I no, got it right. I am. Y- you... May I just point out that my Kramer versus Kramer was the exact same thing uh, as Clue is this, okay? Jaffiel. Basically. Jaffiel. Yeah, thanks. So mark it down. I got that right, okay? Okay, I have. Great. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'm going to rephrase this one so it's harder. Okay, 1974. This was the year of... Let me just flip through. <clears throat> uh, Blazing Saddles and The Godfather Part Two. Jesus Christ. Great. So... Um, this, uh, this event has been called the greatest sporting event of the 20th century. Um, and it, I don't want to give you the, the way I phrased it was much easier. I think I'll just give you the, to you the whole thing. Cause I care if you get it right. I don't care about anyways. This wasn't the fight that inspired Sylvester Stallone to write Rocky. Oh, the rumble in the jungle. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm and sorry about that. Who were the who were the fighters? Uh, that was uh, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. No. Joe Frazier or George Foreman? George, George Foreman. Foreman. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Okay, um, I, I'll take half credit on that. Oh, you're so you're so generous. Um, great. 
see, you probably wouldn't have said the Rocky thing, and then I would have gone blah, 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 blah. Anyways, um, but just interesting to know, I didn't know this about Muhammad Ali, is that in, I just honestly don't know enough about him, but in 67, when he was the world heavyweight champion, he was stripped of his title and suspended from boxing for three and a half years because he refused to comply with the draft. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember so this that was, slightly from the, the movie. Mm. Cool. Uh, so yeah, and then so he was the underdog in this fight, very much like the Rocky, the way Rocky was an underdog, not in the same way, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, and then he won, he knocked knocked Foreman out at the end of the eighth round. So pretty cool. Okay, second question from nineteen seventy four. Um, which famous author, known for his horror and sci fi stories, published his first novel this year? And what was the novel? It was Stephen King, and the novel was Carrie. Jeez, Stephen, did you just study up on these things <laughs> in secret to make me look like a fool? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. How did you, you just, because I said horror, sci-fi. I mean, horror, sci-fi, I gave it away as Stephen yeah. King, and I didn't know that I knew it was Carrie, but I feel like it's in the like deep repositories of my brain, probably from listening to the Bechtel cast, because mm-hmm. they did Carrie. Within the past six months. Got it. Um, That's all I got. Let's go to 75. 1975, the year of Jaws, and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Now, Roy Scheider, previously featured in the French Connection four years previous, throws the oxygen tank into the shark at the (laughs) end of Jaws and blows it up, ending the days-long battle for the beaches of Amity. Another period came to an end that year, the post-war American employment boom. Did unemployment top out that year at 4.8%, 7.1%, 9%, or 11%? Um, say the no- so this was the peak of, what did you say? The- this was the end of the, ah, the post-war boom. American employment boom Got it. with unemployment topping out at 4.8%. 7.1%, 9%, or 11%? I'm going to go with 7.1%. Incorrect. The answer was 9%. Was it really? And only three periods have ever topped <clears throat> that. Uh, basically, 1983, mm-hmm. 2009, and then the Great Depression. Wow. So it was like 10 Ten percent, eighty three, ten point eight percent in two thousand eight, and then twenty five percent in the Great Depression. Mm. Wild, yeah. wow, twenty five percent is massive. Yeah. Um, if we think about the, like the level of unrest based on our current mm-hmm. un- unemployment mm-hmm. or underemployment, mm-hmm. the idea of twenty five percent is like wow. wild. Yeah, that's impossible to imagine. Wow. Yeah. True or false? Gerald Ford. That is how you pronounce it. Gerald Ford, yeah. (laughs) Um, Signs the Metric Conversion Act, directing all departments and agencies within the executive branch to take all appropriate measures within their authority to use the metric system. Say that again? True or false? Gerald Ford in 1975, signs the Metric Conversion Act, directing all departments and agencies within the executive branch to take all appropriate measures within their authority to use the metric system. Gerald Ford. What? The only unelected United States president. Mm. He was never voted into office. Mm-hmm. Right, because of... Cause of Followed Nixon, Nixon and he was not reelected. Right. Um, interesting. What a strange thing to champion. Uh, I guess I will go with true. It is indeed true. That's a weird... Why? 
Um, because it was becoming the standard unit of measurement across the world. And sure. so, you yeah. know, like we have a... <laughs> I guess um, it makes more sense. Than, right. Yeah. <laughs> and also we had, it's the, we're getting into international cooperation with regards to like, especially space exploration, which we have, there was, I think it would think it, it was in the nineties that there was a massive like billion dollar mistake uh, mm. in in conversion between the English system and the metric system, which caused like a uh, like a Mars, uh, I guess satellite to like bounce out of orbit wow. and get lost in space. Mm. Yeah, wild. Um, now, Jack Nicholson plays Randall McMurphy, a statutory rapist who runs away from a mental institution but is recaptured. In September of this year, 1975, this famous fugitive was also captured. Bonus, her case brought this psychological condition into the mainstream. Mm. The, what did you call her? This fugitive? Famous, famous fugitive? fugitive. Brought, is the thing named after her? The disease? Uh, no. Hmm. Okay, was it, um, oh God, was it Patty Hearst? Mm-hmm. Ooh, and was it Stockholm Syndrome? It was indeed. Oh, bonus, bonus, yeah, Gina! Yeah. Woo! <laughs> All right, that's, that's 1975. <laughs> Hit me with the that 76. bonus question is worth like five extra points, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, that was it with 1975? Mm-hmm. 1975? Okay, 1976. Um, this was the year of Happy Days, the oh. TV show, and Rocky. Hey. Okay, um, this one is whatever. These are both really easy, but I don't even care because it's fun. Your name is Steven. These two Steves created a pretty big company this year. What was it? <laughs> and what are their full names? Wait a minute. They created the, the company that... Oh. A pretty big company this oh, year. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're like major features in the baking show that I filmed with aforementioned friend Chrissy. Um, so, yeah, that was Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak <laughs> that founded uh, Apple. Um, uh, wait, they were in your baking show? Basically, I... Uh, she's just trying to teach me to bake like a friend. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. We could actually become revolutionaries in the world of amateur baking. Uh, a la Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak. Got it. Got it. And she's like, who? Nice. Um, well, well yeah. done. Correct. Let me write yes next to this because you got it right. Yeah. Does um, that count as one or two? That's one question. Some Even of my questions I got both are their name. Well, yeah, that's fine. just you part of the said, question because it was easy. It was, easy. Right, sure. it was very easy. Whatever. Um, I mean, I feel like Patty Harrison's not going whatever. Uh, that's harder. That's Continue obviously harder than not everyone knows about Apple. Not everyone knows about Patty Okay. Another easy question for you. So this is worth half a point. In this year... NASA successfully landed two spacecraft where? 75? 76. Six? Um, I'm going to say Mars. You are? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Viking 1 and Viking 2. Um, this was the first year that spacecraft landed on Mars. And fun fact, um, they were at least one of these two uh, spacecraft were functional until 1982. Um, and the reason that it, the last one was no longer functional was because it quote, shut down after human error during software update caused the antenna to go down, terminating power and communication. So some poor person definitely lost their job, but they were just like accidentally uh -huh. like updated the software wrong and it ended communication with Mars. Oh my God. So, La um, that's too the bad. 
what is it? Opportunity was the one that just went out, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it like it, its last words um, were apparently. Oh no! Oh, I was checking. Um, apparently, its last words were not. My battery is low, and it's getting dark. <laughs> that was like <laughs> super like yeah. sad, but yeah. Um, just lost another Mars rover. But I something mm. I learned about Mars interestingly mm. or recently is that um, the Mars atmosphere is so there's a big problem with like mars livability is because there are these like uh dust storms Mm. that happen um and during that time uh the the mars atmosphere on average is like 12 kilometers high Mm. and it expands during those periods to 50 kilometers like more than four times the expansion like something uh, in terms of like building a structure it would have to like retain like the the pressure change in an atmosphere that shifts slightly more than like four times good luck elon musk yeah good luck elon musk 2028 is a world away it's yours yeah Yeah. um that's it for 76 oh well done well done okay uh, 1977, the year of Star Wars and any hall. Um, now, Max, Alvi's best friend, mm. loves L.A. weather. Now, in 1977, snow falls on this American city for the only time in its history. Is it Miami, Florida, El Paso, Texas, or San Diego, California? Hmm. I feel like it's not California because that feels like a trick because you mentioned L.A. Mentioned L.A. Right. But I feel like you might trick me into assuming it's also California. Okay. Um, okay. Or maybe mention it so that you But I bet Miami is a place where I could not imagine snow ever falling again. So if it did fall once, that's I don't know about Texas. I'm going to go with Miami. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Good logic. Um. Interesting. Right. Fascinating. That's so strange. Right. Um, it's probably like a half a centimeter of yeah. snow. But it may not have even wild. stuck. It just right. could have like fallen from the oh, air. Yeah. Um, now, Alvy Singer in Annie Hall is a conspiracy theorist that attributes nearly every instance of political, social, and job trouble to anti-Semitism. Now, many contemporary American conspiracy theorists love to bring up this CIA program that was indeed real and started in this year. Mm, the CIA program. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like a, a f- official name. It does have an official name. Um, there was, and there have been uh, the films such as The Manchurian Candidate touch on this CIA program, and most recently a Bourne style action comedy featuring uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Mm-hmm was premised on this so it's more cia program okay so, uh hmm. so uh, hmm. so you don't just mean like a con like a sleeper cell or something i don't okay what do you mean what do i, what I, don't understand I what you mean don't well okay no I, uh, um it's a program so like a particular like an operation operation uh Maybe for North Korean intelligence or something. I don't uh, like spies. I don't know. 
the MK Ultra program, which oh. was a uh, yeah, like that. a biological experiment to create like super soldiers, mm. and also to like you like alter them so that they would like in there was all kinds of stuff so that like they would be like these super soldiers that would also be like easily discredited if they ever tried to go public. Mm. Biddy biddy biddy. Now I was thinking of that. Um, uh, maybe it wasn't also Jesse Eisenberg. The that stupid comedy where they like go into North Korea, but they're not. CIA oh, the interview. Agents. No. Yeah. So uh, no American Ultra, which is why I didn't say the name. Mm. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I saw that. Okay. American Ultra was. I love that movie. I did. Yeah. Um, now many rebels gathered from around the galaxy to fight for the Rebel Alliance in Star Wars: A New Hope. In America, however, not everyone gathered to fight in the Vietnam War. To deal with that issue, what did Carter do this year? Um, I know at some point, somebody, maybe it was Carter, um, like part, something like pardoned the defectors and draft deserters. Um, so I'm going to go with that. Something like that. That is indeed correct. Yeah. He issued a pardon for all Vietnam draft dodgers. Yes. Nice. Thanks, right. Carter. Um, does it? That's it. This, I mean, that's plenty. Great. Um, 1978. This was the year of Deer Hunter, which great, great movie that I Did saw you, all of. Yeah, you um, you've really, had. Don't act like you haven't had plenty of time to watch that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and also, Grease was the other one. Um, I'm just ignoring your comment. Mm-hmm. So, question number one: um, What classic comic strip? Debuted this year, featuring a dog, a cat, and a human. What? I don't know if should I just have not said that part? Yeah. Would it have been you? Because I would have guessed it? the Charles Schultz Peanuts. I was like, it's between Peanuts and Garfield, and so now it's very clearly. Well, I know, Stephen. I wasn't making Davis. up these to really get you. Why not? That's the point. Of, okay. I, is that the point? Okay. Okay. okay go for it. Sorry. No, it's fine. Now I'm just bummed. Um, fun fact. Though, because I got fun facts, you don't. Ha ha. Um, originally, this comic strip was called Nor- G-N-O-R-M, Norm Nat. But he realized that, you know, nobody can really that identify with bugs also. And yeah, that oh, too. Like it was a like gnat. it was about a gnat. Like it, it was wasn't a gnat. Norm Nat the cat who likes lasagna. No, no, it no. Was <laughs> yeah. a, a gnat. Okay. So he, he was like, oh, no one's doing cats. I'm going to do cats instead. Awful. Um, okay. What is, okay, fine. Then my next question, let's see if I can make this a little more harder. Probably not. Um, what is the significance of the, or, mm, Okay. Uh, man, man. Um, all right. Well, I'll just f- say it this way. What happened this year with the People's Temple Agricultural Project? Oh, this was the Jonestown massacre. Yes. Okay. It was. Um, I didn't know how to phrase that question. You know. Yeah, it was difficult. Yeah, yeah it was um, hard to phrase. Not a difficult question. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, just fun. Not fun fact at all about that one. But the, this was the largest single loss of American civilian life in a deliberate act until 9-11. Oh, wow. 909 people died. I guess that that deliberate act does not count in terms of association with war. Right. Civilian life. American civilian life. Still. In a... I mean, yeah, I guess like in the Civil Civil War. War. Yeah, Yeah. that that was my main thought. Or like, yeah. But yeah, I guess maybe a deliberate act. You're right. They are not counting war, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. 
Also, I watched something that I was watching the, the historical roasts that are now on Netflix, mm. and they um, he, he was like, we're gonna, they were roasting Abraham Lincoln, and he's like, a man so even keeled, even his war was civil. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's great. I love that. That is great. <laughs> um, okay, take it away with the last of the seventies. Oh yes. So. In Kramer vs. Kramer, Dustin Hoffman plays Ted Kramer, who's left by his wife to raise his child, Billy. Luckily for him, 1979 is the first year in history Ted would be able to appease Billy with this now famous childhood treat. Uh, yeah, okay, a childhood treat. So it's a something consumable? Yes. Sweet? Varies. It was my umbrella that fell. Wow. Dramatic moment. Uh, varies. Sweetness mm-hmm. varies. Now, now, what? Okay. No, also, I don't want to be held to that. I actually. Of whether I or think not the generally speaking, varies? Yeah. I don't. Actually, mm. I would probably argue that it's. I, I'd say let's just consider it savory. Hmm. Okay. Um, is it shaped like animals of some sort? No. Okay. That, there's it's plenty of childhood treats. Or goldfish. Which, or goldfish. You know, very true. Yeah, definitely um, savory. And occasionally sweet. I don't know. If I don't know. Yeah, that's why. There might be some goldfish. I want that's cinnamon goldfish. That's a good goldfish. idea. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. Um, Should have gotten a patent. <laughs> savory childhood treat. Uh, do you have to cook it? No. Am I allowed to ask all these follow-up questions? <laughs> <laughs> um, don't have to cook it. Savory treat. Why can't I think of any childhood treats? Is that what the jingle sounds like? Just yep. kidding. Very, very Great. much. Um, damn it. But you do have to guess now. I know. I can't think of any childhood treats. Uh, you can also give up. Never. <laughs> um. <laughs> Ah, oh, man, I can't think of a single savory childhood treat. It's like a, um, uh, uh, like, no, I was going to say like beef jerky if that's not like child, childhood. <laughs> a childhood treat. <laughs> I'm just trying to beef think of like jerky. non-cookable <laughs> easy foods. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, man. But something that you would like buy at a grocery store. Not like you know, Domino's pizza or whatever. No comment from you. Hmm. Okay. Have I, I've filled my quota. Of There's a lot of, There's questions. a lot of, a lot of hard, hints. Steven. Yours it is are hard. Difficult. God. Ugh. Um, so you're not telling me whether or not you buy at a grocery store. It's obviously entertaining. <laughs> When one of us gets really difficult questions, but I'm not here to entertain the guests with softballs. <laughs> uh, now, yes, I consider our listeners guests. Good. That's nice of yeah. you. Welcome to our home. Welcome our podcast home. Me to your ears. Yes. Um, uh, like, like, I don't know. Okay. Final answer. Like Chef Boyardee. Stuff in a can. Wrong. All McDonald's right. Happy Meal. Ah, this, you wouldn't answer my question. If you'd answered my question, 
You I still probably would probably have would guessed that. Domino's I Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have guessed Domino's Pizza. That was an example. All right. Uh, oh, my Sharona is a song by The Knack oh, about the lead singer's Sharona. predatory obsession with an <laughs> underage girl whom he eventually gaslights into a long-standing relationship. Knowing this, which of the following artists was not born in 1979? <laughs> Pink, Sarah Bareilles, Claire Danes, Brandy, or Andy Samberg? <laughs> The lead up to that. Hilarious. Okay. Say them one at a time. Pink, Sarah Bareilles, Claire Danes, Brandy, or Andy Samberg. Was not born in the 70s. 1979. Was not born in 1979. Oh, so all the others were born in 79? Mm-hmm. Wow. Cool. Um, Andy Samberg. That is correct. 1978. Really? Yeah. I thought See, it was that's the way thing. younger. It Whoa. was really difficult to pick because if I <laughs> changed the year, everyone else in other years seemed way younger than those that's people. That's so weird. To the point where I was like, well, I can't pick them because it, it's ob- it'll be obvious that they're not in that yeah, year, yeah. but not for the, the real right reason. reason. Like, yeah. they're not, you know, children compared to these people. He was people. born in 78? Yeah. Wow. 88, 98, 08, 18. What? He's 40? Hot damn. Yeah. Wow. You look good, Andy Samberg. Yeah, well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. I mean, he's also been famous for like oh, 15 years or That's so. True. So, That's I true. mean, he's... I guess it makes sense. Yeah, he was 25 at that time. And I feel like even when he started being famous, it was like he, for looking like sort of boyish, you know? Yeah. So, That's and true. That's like for still being the like case. A, like a... Like a... Like the... Like a man-child. Ashton Kutcher of... Ashton like Kutcher. SNL. Woo. Yeah. Calm down. Woof. Calm down. Meow, that 70s show. Okay. Last question? disgusting. Uh, (laughs) Yes. My last question. All right. Now. It's going to be a doozy. I'm going to get it right. True or false? The Iranian hostage crisis began when Iranian students took over the U.S. embassy in Tehran. This occurred over American support for the Ayatollah Khomeini. When the Shah returned from exile in France, he rallied support and the uprising began. Kind of dropped a period there. Uh The Iranian hostage crisis began when Iranian students took over the U.S. embassy in Tehran. This occurred over American support for the Ayatollah Khomeini. When the Shah returned from exile in France, he rallied support and the uprising began. So potentially only one of these sentences could be false while the others are true. Or they all could be false. Maybe or they... there was never an Iranian <laughs> hostage crisis. Um... Argo too. <laughs> it was all a dream. Um, spoiler, I've never seen Argo. Um... Oh, Julie, write that down. Right. <laughs> Uh, false. I feel like part of that's false. Give me what part? What? No, you just said true or false. Okay, fine. It was false. <laughs> um, now that I got it right, I'm gonna go with. Wait. So the last part was that when the Ayatollah came back, he rallied support. No, when the Shah came when back. When the Shah came back hmm. from exile in France, <laughs> he rallied support and <laughs> uh, the uprising. <laughs> Began. Mm. Which one of those <laughs> individual words? Oh, it's false. <laughs> um, I'm gonna the go. The answer is yeah. B. Oh, nice, cool. It B was uh. False. It was uh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was Anne because mm-hmm. it was uprising. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like that. Maybe that last sentence is false. What a. I don't. There's. You've broken it down into too many moments that I can't. Well, but no, I know the, something is false. Uh, no. Um. 
the Iranian hostage crisis uh, stemmed predominantly from U.S. support for the Shah, mm-hmm. um, who had like a rigid dictatorial authoritarian mm-hmm. rule, and he, but he was keeping Iran pro-U.S. and pro-Western, and the Ayatollah, being super critical, was in exile in France. And then when the Shah fled um, because people were protesting the Shah, and then the gov- then the military would come in, crush them, and then more people would protest, and then he eventually fled to the United States and received medical care, and then also, like, Jimmy Carter was like, Nobody loves the Shah like the people of Iran. And then that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Wow. Okay. Well, um, you got every single one of my questions I, I correct. Didn't, didn't get every single one correct. You did. did yeah. I feel like I had to have missed one. You would think so, right? Um, <laughs> but I made them too easy is really the, the lesson. So oh, I'll yeah, remember that when we it, end the... Ah, it's, Some of those were, were not undoubtedly easier super than yours. Easy. Sure, I mean, undoubtedly easy. Yes, but like I didn't knew you didn't think I was going to get the Stephen King carry business, which should count as two. Or well, the I debated if I should say horror sci-fi. Bands. You probably would, shouldn't have. The which one? The nineteen seventy. The nineteen. The one. The nineteen seventy. The divorce about law. The Beatles and oh. the. Uh, I mean, you just got it really fast. Yeah. That's all. You know. We got but, it without hints. Like yeah. That yeah. Should, well, yeah. some of yours I got pretty quickly too. How many did I get right? So you got nine and a half right. Out of? <clears throat> um, out of 15. Okay. That's higher than I expected, actually. Go me. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> you did not go a single year without getting at least one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel great about this. See, I have room for improvement, and you yeah, have nowhere, no to, go for, down, nowhere so to go but down. Oh, very true. When the 80s come. Very true. I'm... <laughs> Ready. I'm going to make my questions so hard. You I have no wait. idea. And misleading. That's and the misleading. key. Misleading. Yeah. You have to really put a lot of words before the actual question. Yeah. 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 I've words. learned that. I just say words. Words, words, words. So by the time you get to my point, you're too confused to disagree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, pitches. Shall we yeah. pitch? Shall we pitch? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we've, again, yeah, we've each prepared three pitches uh, right. of how we'd redo or fix some of these medias, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. Um, uh, hit, me, hit, me, hit me with your best shot. Ooh, my best shot? Mm-hmm. I don't know about which one's my best shot. Well, so basically my three pitches, I'll just just give you a thing. Uh, one has a is primarily about a plot change. One is primarily a genre change. And one is a point of view change. Um, so, hmm. I'm I'll just start intrigued. with the first one chronologically. So um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. This is Holla. my first pitch. Essentially, what I want to uh, pitch is that this one is a plot change. Um, the beginning of the movie, mostly the same, except I would get rid of that extended bicycle montage. Um, you hated it. With, <laughs> with the raindrops keep falling on my head. I hated it. Uh, so unnecessary. But um, what I would do is once they are being chased, um, you know, the first time that they, mm. they realize that someone's after them, I would just let the movie be, the rest of it be them getting chased in the mountains and them like slowly losing food energy water they're just sort of slowly being run down and eventually they get caught and i don't know if they get killed they get put in prison or something but um that it sort of more uh highlights the story of their 
the sort of the message that like what they are doing and their entitlement and their sort of carelessness with the law and right. with sort of being white men who can do whatever they want, that that is in fact not going to be glorified and that it ends with them sort of slowly, the process of them slowly being taken down. I also think it would be awesome if the woman whose name I've forgotten, um, who was the, don't give me that look. It's because she's barely mentioned in the movie. Do you know her name? Okay, Stephen. I don't. Um, who is the girlfriend of sort of both of them, but mostly the Sundance Kid? It, that she is actually like a double, like she's actually a law enforcement officer or something. Oh, like ex. Uh, I was gonna say like ex machina style, but I think there's a number of mm. films that. Do yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And so like when they finally get captured, they like look. You know, they're thrown on the ground and they see shoes. And they're like, <sighs> you know, they're like out of breath and they just look up and they're like, those shoes are familiar, little woman's shoes. And they like look up and they see her dress and they see that it's her. And she's just like standing with her arms crossed. And she's like, gotcha. Something better than that line. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking uh, of she like, took them down. she like, they're because super they excited to, to like, they, they think they're caught, but it's actually her. Mm. And they're like, oh, thank God. And then she mm-hmm. shoots them. Mm. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. So that's basically uh, number one. What about what's your first one? And, uh, Let's just BNF. toss them out. Yeah. Um, uh, back and forth. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, so <laughs> I would like to remake, uh, uh, remake Annie Hall. Mm. So I would first thing I want to do is cut all references to underage women. Um, cut all references to the character of Alvy Singer being. Uh, wonderful and have all women be within five years and not always five years below of the actor playing Alvy. Um, that's some things right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Now I would like to also add an additional, every woman that he dates also gets her own uh, direct address moments where she gets to explain her perspective in a way that is free of his bias as the unreliable narrator. Mm. Also, in addition to that, if scenes that are bookended by that uh, character's direct address, they would be from her perspective and therefore all of the ways in which like set design and detail are done from his perspective um, that execute his biases basically throughout the entire world. Her biases would then be also depicted throughout that entire world. So like the way that Annie likes LA and doesn't really like New York, we would see a dirtier New Mm. York and a better LA as opposed to, you know, his glorification of New York and descriptions of LA as, as being vapid. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, uh, at the end, they would we would cut the rehearsal scene mm-hmm. of him doing the play about their relationship, and instead have a scene with his agent or producer explaining why they're not going to move forward on production of the play that he wrote about their relationship because, and I quote, <laughs> the piece is totally biased toward the narrator. The arcs weren't three-dimensional. Lip service is paid to him being bad or flawed, but the play still frames all of his actions, his abusive, manipulative actions as a partner, as right. It's on his side. I get the idea of an unreliable narrator, but this is so one-sided that I consider it irresponsible 
unbelievable and really just pathetic. <laughs> the sad, pathetic, bitter ramblings of someone who can't get over a woman who was always too good for him from the start. Um, Direct quote from this to be made I think that movie. that should be in, yeah. the, in the movie because also then you don't have, because I think it's important to like frame his sort of description of the relationship like because you have all of these we we talked about this during the episode that there are so many like men that view this movie as like this great thing and like ted mosby from how i met your mother like you know doesn't like a woman unless she gets annie hall and all these things where it's like okay well since men seem to be looking to this as like the ideal form of a relationship and like how to look back over a relationship, then it should also be in there that, that this guy is wrong all the time. So that when they're remembering various aspects of the film and of their relationship, there is at least one point and, because of the way that this will have been reframed throughout the women with their various asides um, and reflection of biases, then this would be mitigated throughout the film no matter what. But at least there would also be a moment where his behavior is uh, directly called out in the way that he sort of directly calls out other people's behavior Mm. um, in sort of a, a meta way. Um, yeah. So do you think it would is, still be Woody Allen who would be in it? And uh, I think he'd have it? to go. I mean, really, mm-hmm. if I could do anything, I would just make him not a, a sexual <laughs> predator. Oh, well, sure. That would be an ideal world. Right. Great. Cool. I like it. Um, shall I do my next one? Please. All right. So this one is the genre change um, pitch. And this is for Blazing Saddles. Mm. So I would make this, it would be a very different movie. Um, it would not be a comedy. Um, it would in fact be more, I guess, a drama, but still Mm -hmm. a Western, I guess, um, where I would keep the central plot of this, uh, black sheriff coming to this white town and being in charge of it. Right. Um, but actually, but I think a, first of all, most important is that this would need to be written and directed by, with a team that is full of people of color. Um, but that it's sort of, so actually looking at the, situate like the racism of this town and the white people needing to uh sort of readjust their ideas about who's in charge and whatever and also this sheriff um you know getting far deeper into his character and why he's doing this right but like the idea of i think that there is something potentially interesting about this plot obviously most of the plot will be gone including obviously the ending with the meta stuff because it doesn't fit anymore with this new genre um but like examining this for what it really would be, imagining this being uh, actual humans and not, you know, just sort of facades of characters as far as like um, this Wild West kind of environment. And um, if a person of color was suddenly placed in a position of power uh, in a town full of mostly white people who are coming with their biases, their racism, all of these things. Um, I'd like to learn more about this sheriff himself. I don't have an exact pitch, honestly, for this idea because I feel like, again, I would want to be like someone who is, you know, a writer of color mm-hmm. to say, like, is this even something that makes sense or is this also a really dumb idea, a bad idea, right? Um, but I think, like, to remake it as a drama, um, that actually goes into like the psychology of this uh, situation that is completely made to be light, jokey, 
you know, ridiculous in the right. film as it is. So it'd have a whole new name. It would be a very, very different movie, but it would keep that central uh, sort of plot. Right. Element. And we would have a, a character who is an adult and therefore spent the majority of his life uh, prior to 1965, 1865, <laughs> uh, and therefore would have a very, very uh, deep connection to uh, white racial terror. Right. And so wouldn't be cavalier when uh, encountering it mm-hmm. in this Western town that was most likely formed as a way of fleeing from mm-hmm. the cities that were now being filled with newly freed African-American people. Right, right. Yeah, and so I think a lot of, like, there would be a lot in the beginning of the movie before this decision was made to sort of show, like, why this is even happening, what's mm-hmm. the choice of it. You know, I think there is something interesting about, like, politicians thinking, like, oh, this will be such a f- great way to destroy a town, you yeah. know? And so that could still be a component of it for sure. Um, but certainly, like, learning, having a home, a family life for this sheriff, this man, right? Um, whether that's, you know... And a, if he a, doesn't, why? And if he doesn't, why? Or or at least, you know, a family, like, parents or some right. or siblings, or, you know, like, some understanding of who they are. Um, and, you know, the community that he was in before he came to this community. You know, so all of these kinds of things, which I think could be really interesting, potentially. So yeah, that's I'm down. That. Cool. Yeah, so uh, my second pitch is for Kramer versus Kramer. Mm. Um, now, the I would alter... The opening scenes that are in the current cut of the film, uh, Ted with his boss juxtaposed against Joanna Packing, I would have those two scenes be Ted talking with his boss and Margaret talking with Joanna. Mm. And it would be a, a simple conversation Maybe it would be the conversation that we hear arise in the courtroom about her saying, well, maybe if you're unhappy, you should just leave. And then we would see basically Margaret's tone. We would see how uh, if Joanna was raising the issue seriously or if Joanna was um, kind of mitigating her feelings just so as to not seem suspect um, so that Margaret might actually feel more free to be vocal about how she feels um, that like, if she didn't think Joanna was serious, maybe if she thought Joanna was serious, she would never would have suggested that she should leave. Um, then we see, we also have a scene in which Ted appeals to Margaret for friendship because he feels like he doesn't have anybody and he needs help. So she lives in the building. He understands that her loyalties are to Joanna, but He's he just he needs help and he's hoping that she would be able to be there for him. Um, he never uh, sexually assaults any women or touches uh, any women inappropriately, despite whether or not the film frames it as appropriate. Uh, all those would be removed. Um, now, also, she would have campaigned for joint custody. I think that it was. Very, I think it was a heightening of the stakes, maybe, but also just a really manipulatively sexist thing f- to have her come back and try to get sole custody mm-hmm. after being gone. not after being gone. Um, I don't think that she would do that. Also, I don't think that she would then realize that like what her kid needs is her instead of 
his father. I think that she would come to the acknowledgement that he needs both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she wouldn't be in this position of like, should I leave him in his home? It's because he'll be coming back to his home. Um, Also, there would be a scene between Margaret and Joanna of the virtues of staying in the, the begin of staying versus going Um, because, and, and we would see how both Margaret and Joanna struggle with both because as we noted, Cranberry versus Cranberry does not give enough credence to the need for women to leave toxic situations that they were in, in their marriage. So I think that it'd be cool to see a scene with, you know, Margaret, who's, yeah, a scene between Margaret and Joanna where they're basically discussing the vir- the virtues of both and what it what they stand to gain, what they stand to lose, mm. et cetera. And yeah. then that way we'd have a little bit more dimension to Margaret so that if she goes, if she and her husband do try to work things out, we still don't feel like it's this ultimate, like, vindication for the husband. We feel like there's some more dimension and more arc there and more agency coming from Margaret. Mm. Um, Great. Yeah. That is what I want for Kramer versus Kramer. I want that too. I want all of that. Um, Awesome. My last pitch is this one is the point of view change. Mm -hmm. So this is for one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Um, uh, And so this, I would keep a lot of the same plot, not all, um, but certainly most of the uh, up to the ending as the things that I would change most plot wise. Um, But just have, but this is now from the point of view of nurse ratchet, that she's our point of view character instead of, um, Jack Nicholson's mm-hmm. character. Um, because what I'm, what I think is so interesting that this movie could do is the idea of, uh, these women. And also there are, you know, several, we mentioned when we were talking about the podcast, when we were doing this one in the podcast, that there are a lot of nurses orderlies who are people of color throughout this institution, whether or not, yeah, whether or not they're on this floor or other floors or whatever it is. And the idea of like the people who, are whose job it is to care for these almost entirely white men um, who are often sometimes dangerous, often sort of, you know, like infuriating or I whatever. Think my brain is being broken right now. I think this sounds awesome. I'm on board. Do you do? Cool. Yeah. I'm really excited. This is my favorite one. Um, but to, to learn what it is like for women, for people of color to need to have their job and, and also because they have science behind them, right? Like they are, especially nurse ratchet. Like she, it's not that she is just in a service position, right? She's not a maid. She's not a cook or a, right. Like it's not domestic. It's not just service, but she is, the person who is sort of, I mean, there are the doctors, right, who are in this movie who are like the heads of the institution. And so as far as their own knowledge and education and scientific sort of understanding and ideas, like they are, at least for now, presented as kind of the guards of that, Mm -hmm. of of scientific thinking. Um, But that, to put that whole idea into Nurse Ratched, right, and to see like what are, what what is she suggesting for the run of this place is the way that she runs her floor different from the way that other floors are run or the way that the doctors think she should be running it. Right. Um, how, what does she go home to every day? Cause I do not know. And I would love to know, you know, um, and how, what are moments where we might see cracks in her steely demeanor because she's getting affected by this really intense job, you know, but she is always professional and always keeps together. So I would change the ending. I would not have her yell at um, Billy 
cause sort of like leading to his suicide. Um, because I think like the way she talks to him there is, is the thing that feels the most heavy handed as far as a male's point of view on like who she is as a character. Right. Mm -hmm. Because where she's sort of, she's like sex shaming him and she's sort of vindictive in a, in a surprising way. Right. So I would change that so that her, um, that her attitude there is more professional and, you know, but obviously maybe she's being affected by this crazy thing that she's walking into. Um, and, and then as far as the lobotomy, I, f I would have a scene where she, where the doctors are the one who, who think that Jack Nicholson should get the lobotomy, but she is against it. Like she is pushing right. as far as she can against it. She's trying to convince them that it's not the right thing to do that, you know, th this is not how you deal with people. You can't just, destroy them and solve the problem that way it's like they're they're still people and you know so even mm -hmm. a thing where she does not agree with him he is not a redemptive character in any way but that she still sees that he is sick and therefore like need there needs to be a, a way for us to to deal with sickness rather than to just sort of shut it away um meaning lobotomy wise right um so yeah that's what i would do yeah. i like that a lot especially because one we get to see the way in which so something implied by the presence of these people of color and all these women that are in these roles is that at some point they are working together and have an office dynamic that yeah. we don't get to see because yeah. it's from the perspective of the patient. So I would be curious about like what their working life is like, what totally. that dynamic is like. Mm -hmm. And then also you're absolutely right that this, this clinic is effectively a training program to get these white men back out into the world or a home as refuge to these white men who felt like they couldn't make it in the world so they're having to be taken care of by the very people who live their entire lives victimized by the privilege that mm -hmm. these people experience exactly. and what that dynamic is like for them mm -hmm. and then on top of that you have the people who the idea of like you said her having a um a struggle with the 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 justice of a lobotomy well that lobotomy is being chosen by more white men so this idea that like white men are saying that the way to deal with the dysfunction is to just cut it off when she's mm -hmm. like no your desire to your desire to behave that way is the dysfunction. Mm, yeah, exactly. You know, and then right. it's basically a reflection of that exact same thing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I am uh, very interested in the possibilities of that. Cool. Yeah. I, maybe, maybe we, maybe we just write it. You Should, know? We write Should we this? write this? Write this? Ooh, coming Ooh, what? to coming other podcast? <laughs> on a podcast near you. Um, yeah. Dope. What's yours? Yeah. So mine is, I would like to remake the, Chris Christopherson's song, Why Me? <laughs> I'm so glad um, we chose different things, by the way. We right. did not plan this. Wait, um, that's the one that's like, why me, Lord? Right. And okay. personally, I think it's <laughs> actually like great as is. I think that predominant, hmm. like, I, I, I think that it's pretty much amazing. All that I think is missing that I think I would like more is um the kids bop version. <laughs> That's oh all God, I want. Kids, I just want the kids like? version of. Um, uh, <laughs> would they I, replace the word like Lord and Jesus with? Oh with, no, like, kids pop would be bro. into that. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. It a would friend. just be maybe friend I'm instead. Me. I deserve even one. 
of the pleasures I've known. Is this from? The, I don't remember that song enough. Yeah, I'm listen to it again. I but feel it, like but it'd also like, be like me, lots friend? of kids' voices. No, mm, it sure. would still say sure. Lord. I, I think that you think that I mean, there's a much more, much greater separation of church and state in, <laughs> in kids' media than there is. There really isn't. Hmm, interesting. This idea of, as a matter of fact, I bet that that like atheism or agnosticism would be seen as too controversial to mm. put into kids' media, but traditional That's Christianity would wild. not be. I, I wonder. I wonder. I'll have to, I'll, yeah, I wonder. All right. I, my only reference point, this does not have to do with religion, is mm-hmm. um, the, the song Thrift Shop by Macklemore. The way that they, the Kids Bop version, because I used to work at a summer camp, and so we listened to a lot of Kids Bop, and this one sticks in my memory because the part where in the actual song, he's like, walk into the club, like, what up? I got a big cock. Ooh, I said that on the podcast. Ah! Um, in the Kids Bop version, they go, walk in, and the kids, walk into the club, like, what up? I got a hit song. And I just thought that was I think so that, dumb. So you, I just want to make sure that you're <laughs> aware that you're comparing him word, saying Jesus. Yeah, I know. In, in a way that's not in vain to Macklemore <laughs> saying, I've got a big cock. <laughs> this is why I said, I know it is not the same thing. It is not a religious reference point, um, but that like they try to vanillaize yeah. everything. If you, know, you were, like, if you were to be like, you know the kids, but if if if, if Macklemore was like, oh God, I got a big cock, and then like the kids about version was, hey friend, I've got a big cock, then I think that you <laughs> oh would have God. like a, a a leg to stand on. But um, I think that all, and I I could also see them getting rid of taking the Lord's name in vain because mm. that would be controversial for their little brains. It is a religious. It's a pretty religious song, and I don't know that kids bop would um keep it that way i just don't i don't know but i also wonder if in the translation of it if they were to change the religious elements to something else if there would be a huge uprising from like religious oh, populations sure. the christian populations of like how dare you 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 think this is offensive like also, like macklemore saying cock you think this is equivalent you know like i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh but also you have to think like the the demand for kids bop comes out of people who don't want their kids listening to the the songs that are on the radio right so without morals right so in a way there is a sort of uh dematuration and a desecularization from the Mm -hmm. uh, demon sex god loving fm radio (laughs) um no uh yeah well it just yeah yeah. also i think that for the the, for the most part, the people who are vocal um, would be vocal in favor of retaining, mm. and, and 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 that and that uh, removing is censorship and war. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. No, it's true. Yeah, fascinating. There is a. Uh, I just did some light googling just now. Not enough to know the the real answer, but. There is a what the equivalent seen as the equivalent to kids bop like a Christian equivalent is called worship jams with a Z, and they're all uh, yeah. Christian worship songs sung by kids. Deep down my vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, fascinating. Love these remakes. I love that we did this. This is interesting. 
all these pitches. Yeah. Now, are That's you cool. ready to some play some bets. sweet, sweet bets? Throw Let's them up in a spreadsheet. Do it. You know what I? Yeah. Um. What I realized just also FYI is that look as we're about to look ahead to the eighties. I was like, oh, I've seen most of these top grossing films, and I have not seen most of these uh, best picture winners. When I was compiling all of our information, I was like, I wonder. I, I, I was like, I was so curious about this because that's like a pretty major shift, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, from, you know, the 1950s to 1980, basically, the Oscar winner seems to be what has retained cultural relevance. Yeah. Now, what I, my, I have two hypotheses on that. Mm. Uh, one, it takes approximately, you know, half a century for, or maybe like 40 years for popular culture to fall out of favor. But movies that are like Oscar winners get kept alive through like academia and, and, and various like lists and things. And then therefore like, because they get kept alive, then we like still think of them as good. And so we still keep hearing about them. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and therefore like in 2030, a lot of these top grossing films will be like out of consciousness, um, but the Oscar winners will stay. Hmm. I think, however, that is probably not true. And what is probably true is that studios, like there began to have a, a like a much greater divide between like as the Academy got older, like a much greater divide in what was seen as like real cinema and what was seen as commercial cinema. And so the people who were like in the idea of like the four quadrant picture. And so studios became much more uh, invested in the type of picture that would repeal appeal to all four demographics. And therefore like they did it. Mm. And because it hit all four demographics, one, uh, it could be shown on television and blasted forever. Um, and then also everybody saw it at the time, which is also why you see like continued upward spikes in the amount of money that the top grossing film makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thoughts? Cool. Any thoughts? I, put I thoughts on interesting. It? Exciting. Yeah. Cool. Don't right. know. Are we ready to do this damn Let's thing? Let's do this. All right. Um, 1980. Yes, we've got Top Grossing, Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. Star Wars, Best Picture, Ordinary People. Yeah. Thoughts? Um, I'm going to say that we're going to vote to keep Empire uh, Strikes Back mm-hmm. and get rid of Ordinary People. Hmm, I think we're going to keep both of them. Interesting. I've never seen Ordinary People. All I've never I, seen Did you Google it? I Googled it. I looked at the briefest of synopses. I didn't even Google it. Who's in Whoa. it? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going um, for a true, a true blind. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, I don't remember because I'm mixing it up with another movie that I didn't see that I briefly Googled. Nice. But it was, it seemed potentially like a um, story that could be. Oh, with Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Oh, so, so also a movie potentially about mental illness, but I think one that may do better. Maybe Interesting. more. It's got ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. It's got Mary Tyler Moore in it as well. Oh, I love Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Holy shit! The yeah. fucking Mary Tyler Moore show is such a good show. Such a good show. Um, but yeah, no take backsies. You voted that. You bet that we're. Oh, I think we're still gonna get rid of it. <laughs> Great. At the end of the day, he's still a white man, so sure. it's gonna be a very hard time for him. Yeah. Um, um, are you keeping track of this? Oh, well, I have mine. You have yours. I have down, mine. So yeah, 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 we'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nineteen eighty one. 
I have Raiders of the I, I I have no for both. Oh, I think we're gonna keep Raiders of the Lost Ark. You think we're gonna keep Indiana Jones? All right, we have to keep Indiana how- Jones. Why this do we have to keep I, Indiana Jones? Because I love it. Okay. Honestly, this is, I'm worried. Hey, this I know. Is the challenging, the nostalgia part I of the know. podcast. Well, you know what I just oh, realized man. that I did not make put together till right now is every single movie of the top grossing that I think we're going to keep are the ones that I've seen. The others that are top grossing, I'm like, no, we're not going to keep that. Well, you know what? You can't change it. It is written in <laughs> it's indelible written type. Down. Um, and then, so the best picture winner is Chariots of Fire, which I have not seen, no very little about, mm-hmm. except for from what I've heard on the spoiler podcast oh, oh, of it. Oh, oh, um, cross promotion. Um, but I feel like we're going to get rid of it. Cause yeah, I think we're going to get rid of it. It's a bunch of white running, men. Dudes run, white running. dudes running. Who, what? Who cares? What? Nothing. What? Nothing. Um, what? Isn't it? Uh, that's a that's a post podcast joke. Okay. Um, okay. I'm nervous. The- <laughs> I don't know what I did. Um, um, great. Yeah. So then. Eighty-two. Uh, uh, I'll I'll take it. You got it. Eighty-two. We got yeah. the top grossing. E.T. Best Picture winner Gandhi. I think. I think we're gonna uh, keep e- them e. both. No, I'm gonna go. I literally <laughs> I did it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna bet uh-huh. that we're gonna that say we, no to Gandhi. I, yeah. I'm, I'm just I mean, gonna bet. Yeah, it's very, very yeah. possible. Right. It's certainly possible. Um, also, he's a like a figure that has, despite being like a massive like humanitarian in a, in a lot of ways, he's also somebody who has um, who has problems that were that I feel like. It's only recent that people leave that people are starting to like own up to mm-hmm. um, because it's easy to like the desire to uh, sidestep those issues in favor of his cultural message and his, and what he was able to accomplish in terms of getting the British out of India uh, is huge. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We will see. It also, will uh, shout out to my. A ninth grade teacher who was like, huh, got a British guy playing an Indian guy. What the hell is that about? And you're like, oh, um, why don't you, before you make any jokes, do just the slightest bit of research yeah. to find out that Ben Kingsley is Indian. Yeah, no, piece of right. shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that teacher. Yeah, um, I can tell. All right, yeah. cool. Well, we'll see. But we both think we're going to keep E.T. All right. Aliens. 83. Can't be, can't be offensive against aliens. 83. 83. Keep them, Keep them both. both. This All is right. top grossing Return of the Jedi. He's in agreement. And terms of endearment. What did you say? I said we're in agreement. Oh, I thought you were saying the name of the best picture winner. You're like, reason agreement. And I was like, terms of endearment. <laughs> <They're> close. <laughs> it's close. Yeah, no. Um, I've also not seen terms of endearment. But I haven't. I hear it's sad. I feel like it looks very sad. Lots of women. Isn't it Jack in Nicholson the in that as he well is, as Jeff he Daniels? He is in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. See, this so. is why I'm bomb at trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. Uh, d- also I should never have Google. agreed to do this with you. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Cool. We'll find out. 84? 84. Top I grossing. I no to both. Ooh, I think we're going to keep Amadeus. Interesting. Which Peter is the Schaefer. best picture winner. Um, top grossing is Beverly Hills Cop, which I do not think we're going to yeah, keep. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot bad. Of if I know, uh, I've seen Eddie Murphy's Delirious, so I have a feeling. I've not seen that. It's not, I mean, his comedy is like, He's so funny. Mm-hmm. And then you hit, you'll just hit a moment that has like a 10 minute riff that has aged so mm, poorly yeah, that yeah. you almost can't keep watching. Mm, sure. Um, yeah. And it's also made by like a white guy. And I'm just, I don't know. 
Well, I don't know. I haven't we'll seen this see. movie, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, right. Okay, 85. Uh, 85. We back, have back to the, to the future. future top grossing. Out of Africa. Out of Africa. Best picture. I'm going to give a hard no to both. Ooh, I think we might keep Back to the Future. I don't remember the movie well enough. Qu- well, I don't know. So I'm just like, again, remembering my childhood nostalgia. Again, this sure. is what I, as I said, sure. all the ones that I said think we're going to keep are the ones that I've seen because I remember watching them. Dope. I, we probably will not. Anyways, um, but we're not going to keep out of Africa. A, yeah. yeah. No, definitely um, not going to keep out of Africa. No, definitely not. Uh, uh, okay, 86. 86. We've got Top Gun, Top Grossing, Top Grossing Gun, and we've got the best platoon. <laughs> oh, look what I did there. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was really insensitive look. to people who fought in the Vietnam oh, War. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you should be. So, so um, I think we're going to keep Platoon. Platoon. Agreed. Dope. Not Top Gun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, and you, yeah, but you, I'm just, I'm just keeping a little track for my own records so you oh, can't so falsify them later. Thanks. Great. Uh, share this um, document with me because I want to keep track of yours, but I haven't been writing them down. So do all the work for me. I'm only, uh, great. Uh, as per usual. Oh. Read Deer Hunter. Oh. Oh. It comes out. Yo. Okay, let's move right along. 87. Okay. 87. Beverly top, Hills Cop 2, Top, top grossing. grossing. Last Emperor. Best picture. Oh, yeah. Think? I vote. Neither. Neither. Ooh. That is correct. I vote <laughs> well, we'll neither. Um, um, jinx. Are we ready for this? 88. Are we ready for 88? We got Top Grossing. Rain Man. Best picture. Well, they are the top, same. They are the this same. This is the first. The, the only, only time that happens in the, in 80s. the 80s. Even though it happened so many times in the 70s. In the 70s. So instead, the top rated TV show is... The Cosby Show. Ever heard of it? Ever yeah. heard of it. We have... Okay, do we think we're going to keep either of these things? Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to keep Rain Man. I think we're going to keep the Cosby show. What? Mm-hmm. I have R- thoughts. I have thoughts. Wow, cool. That'll be a fun I, one to get to. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm excited. Cool. All right. Me too. Last but not least, bringing up the rear of the 80s. It's 89. Whoop, whoop. I was born this year. Oh, oh. so was Taylor Swift. Do you like her f- oh my her God. famous album, 1989? Anyways, anyways the top yeah. grossing movie. Oh, my God. I am j- I'm hearing producer Julie just like guffaw and how much <laughs> she loves 1989. <laughs> Big fan of Wish You Would. She loves Wish that song, you How You Get the Girl. Okay, anyways. Out of the woods. She thought the music video was a little bit over the top and too airbrushed, but she still thought it was dope. Can't oh tell my if this God. is genuine Julie or sarcastic. Loves I'm Taylor guessing she Swift. does not love Taylor Swift. She does not love Taylor well, Swift. Well, if she loves if she didn't okay. love Taylor Swift, why would she look 89. like her? 1989. Top grossing film is The Last Crusade, Indiana Jones. Uh, reverse those, you know, Indiana mm-hmm. Jones and The Last Crusade. And the t- best picture winner is Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. We're going to... We are going to keep, keep the last do the right crusade. thing. What? That's not on there. No, it's not, but it should be. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, we're not going to keep either of them. Okay. We're going to keep the last crusade because I loved that movie <laughs> again. I'm, I'm sure that it's you It's going to be a problem. I look forward to I discussing it. I know we probably it, won't. Yes. But I think that... It seems like you're going to win this betting thing. But anyways, who knows, though? We'll who see, knows though. What's gonna Maybe... We have to promise, though, Stephen. We have to make a pact because we did not do this for the 70s that... Our predictions will not impact um, oh, you our know what? actual that opinions. Is very, tr- which I think is why we should, after today, go away from this 
entirely yeah and then just sort of do our best to forget it yeah i am very good at forgetting so <laughs> great i am too actually i yeah. notoriously don't remember so many things right yeah um so cool. so trust handshake handshake I, I, you gotta reach I, around don't you dare hit that microphone okay we yeah. just shook on it everybody did, yeah. and that is binding in the state of new york nice friends reference uh yeah sure yeah it is because it's uh when when ross is trying to the one with all the silliness and he's like trying to get uh chandler to move in and so rachel can move in with him and then they shake uh, they they agree on it and ross is like great a verbal contract is binding in the state of new york nice well i didn't say a verbal contract i said a handshake no but it's 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 reference point from that okay got it this would go on the works consulted page not the works cited page (laughs) this is both a verbal contract and a handshake contract great all right, that's gonna be oh the '80s. That I'm excited. The, yeah, and this was, the 70s. this was the '70s. This was the '70s. We're taking, bye we're bye leaving 70s. the '70s. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Should wait. Do you think we Is should it, keep the decade? Oh, uh, well, if we just got rid of the decade, it'd leave a weird decade-sized hole. A lot it of would. I mean, it would. But do you think uh, it, it's worth it? A lot of hard things happened in the '70s. Some yeah. good things, but some good things. You know, should, maybe it's maybe we'll we'll, we'll keep, keep it. it. You know what they say. You know you can't you can't change history. You can't if you if you the best way to repeat history is to ignore it. Yeah, you gotta look history in the eyes. We're not ending the podcast the with this. <laughs> just so that you know. Okay. Well, um, you look at the demon in the thanks mirror. Thanks so much for you. listening you to this first. Um, this first batch yeah. of our show. First, we had a lot of fun. Batch. A lot of fun. Catch it in the 80s. Ooh, Ooh. for Reagan and the yeah. Neolibs and, uh, all the uh, Indiana Jones pastels movies. Pastels and, uh, Did you say pastels? I feel like pastel colors are big in the 80s. Very Michael J. Fox. Sure, you sure. Know, shoulder pads. Ties. Shoulder, shoulder pads. Let's get physical. Physical. Gina. Steven. Oh, I thought that was us slowly fading off the end. Yeah, but we we have to keep with our norms. Where can they they find you, you wit hag? (laughs) Um, Just, I don't, Gina with a G on Instagram. There's an underscore. You'll find it yourself. Whoa. The end. Steven? The the power is in your own hands. Yes. Uh, Steven Moskis. Is it Steven Moskis? Wherever Steven Moskis is our soul. (laughs) So uh, go for it. Go for it. We are Rock Rising Productions Podcast. Baby. Follow them. I love it. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. No more cowboys. This has been a Rock Rising Productions podcast. Thanks for listening.